Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen. This is a podcast about hanging out in Copenhagen. Hello and welcome to the Six Show Podcast, Copen and Copenhagen. My name is Owen and I am with Marius. Hi, Elton. And we have our guest Amelia in the house. Hello. Nice to meet you. Hello. Uh, this 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 is the Six Show Podcast, Copy in Copenhagen. We mm-hmm. talk about life in Denmark. Yes. We talk about um, stuff in Scandinavia. Yep. We talk about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this episode, we're going to be talking about some very exciting stuff because oh, it's a doozy. We got some interesting topics to <laughs> talk about, but also we have some very big announcements. Oh, One, yeah. we have the biggest competition yet. Oh yeah. Really big giveaway. Listen to the end of the show for that. And also. We're doing something very, very special in a couple of weeks' time. Yes, we are, and we're going to tell you all about that at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. But until then, let's get into it. Let's 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 look at what we want to talk about because uh, the way we do this is is we look at stories uh, through newspapers, magazines, whatever it is, and we pick stuff that we find interesting mm-hmm. and we bring it to the podcast. We talk about it. We look at our views and our opinions and and our our, our, our lives here through these articles. Wow, that was good. Yeah, is that, a good, yeah? Is that a good description? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and and, and I, I feel oh my, a bit of pressure now. <laughs> yeah, do do. I want. Okay, I, I okay. only want the best. Okay. I only want the best. I'm breaking uh, But Marius, you and I have been talking the same stuff for years and years, so we need guests to kind of liven up and bring us new perspectives. Yes, because how else would you learn without a new perspective? Exactly. And uh, our new perspective this week is from Amelia. Amelia, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. Cool. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So my name is Amelia Klukko in Danish. Uh, I'm just I just go by Emily. It's easier. Emily, uh, okay. Emily, yes. Cool. Uh, I'm a journalist at the moment. I'm working in a in a new media uh, which has the working title Tinknesverden, mm-hmm. the the world of things. I think we're going to change that. Mm-hmm. As I said, it's very much in the development phase mm-hmm. phases um, where I'm working as a video journalist and a social media editor. Mm-hmm. It's a media about the global south, um, which is aligning with a lot of my former works. I've been covering the migrant crisis in the Canary Islands in Spain. Mm. Uh, I've been to China covering the start of the COVID mm-hmm. pandemic. Uh, I've been to Israel. Um, I'm soon going to Bangladesh. So I'm a bit, uh, I'm wow. a bit like, I know a lot about Denmark, but yeah. I think I'm one of the your Danish guests who are maybe not like, I'm also a lot of other places. I yeah. have like my perspective out to the world yeah, 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 yeah. a bit more maybe. yeah 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 so it's like a, a dane who's who's been and come back and be like all right this is how i really see it yeah <laughs> very good that's cool what 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 uh, what ins- what 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 inspired you to do to to sort of uh, seek abroad in that sense is anything that sort of has that always been an interest of you because i've always had this yearning to uh, uh, go to other countries not just for traveling but like i saw myself living in a different country and yeah i don't know have you always had that feeling Always, always, honestly. But I think it comes all. I think it comes from that I was born in Copenhagen, but grew up in Northern Jutland mm. in Silkeborg, then moved to Odense. Mm. And once I, I had been like in all kinds of Danish cultures, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel a bit like um, <laughs> then I had to go abroad, <laughs> yeah. like because then at some point Denmark is just a bit small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've always been very curious. I, I like to meet other people mm-hmm. uh, I need to, I, I like to I don't know test myself mm-hmm. in a bit I've always been traveling a lot alone mm-hmm. um, not that often with other people mm-hmm. um, and I love meeting new people and sometimes in a, in, a, in, a, in a place where I'm out of my depth um, so it's not the same as meeting people here because then I'm the one who's talking about I'm the one who knows everything but I like to know 
as little as possible mm. and, and listen to other people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and let them, I don't know, widen my perspective on, mm -hmm. on everything. That's yeah. why I travel. And that's why we brought you in. Uh, I want I, I, I want to I get the ball rolling let's, on, on, let's on things to, to, to widen perspectives and stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, I Okay, I've, I saw an article on, uh, my article this week is from Copenhagen Post. Uh, shout out to Copenhagen Post. Uh, it's a small little thing, but it's it got me thinking about a bigger issue. Ooh. So the uh, the article is about um, all eight of Denmark's uh, universities are collaborating to work on a, a new initiative with food science, right? Okay. Renewable food. Quick quiz. Can you name the eight universities in Denmark? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's KU. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know because that also that that's both in the center, but there's also one out in uh, in uh, Eastlands Brugge. So I don't know if that just, it's just the one. That's I just think the that's one. the same. God, it's yeah, the yeah, same right. one, God just damn. different departments. <laughs> and then you have uh, Aalborg, Aalborg University, University uh, which uh -huh. is which is also in Copenhagen yes. and in Aalborg. Yeah. yeah, what is with that? <laughs> yeah, they've got. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Uh, Aarhus, I'm guessing they have a university. Uh -huh. Yes, Odense, do they? Yeah, yeah SDU. Yeah, uh, I think in English it's Southern. Southern Denmark? No, Un University, University of Southern, Southern Denmark. Yeah, yeah. That's I guess. Yeah. How many was that? <laughs> Five? Yeah. Okay, you, Four. Four. There's a couple Four of big is. ones in there's one big one in DTU? the city center. DTU. Oh, DTU. Ah. Yeah, DTU. Yeah. Where's the what's the big fancy one in the city center? We're oh, the, CBS. CBS. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And uh, you used to live there, the the other one. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe you I thought you said it. Roskilde. No, oh, no, no. Okay, 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 but thank you very much. <laughs> for out. Uh, yeah, I think that's all. Maybe Aarhus IT University. Uh, anyway, yes. So the the idea is that um, they are all going to collaborate uh, on this. Uh, it's called Start Center of Sustainable uh, Agro Food Systems. I'm sure it doesn't. It starts stands for something else in Danish, but anyway, that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. um, and. It's going to be a collaboration of all universities and different faculties. So it's going to be like humanities and social science and, and food science, I presume. Uh, and there's an interesting quote at the end. Uh, the goal is for Denmark to be uh, Europe's living lab and that can demonstrate the planning transition, the planned transition uh, of the European food system, which is cool. So the idea is, I this is, it's a very short article, like I said. Okay, yeah. But the idea is that they're going to initiate the uh, green food systems of the future okay. in Denmark. And they're going to all collaborate, which is great. That's a that's that's exciting. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. yeah. That sounds cool. So we're we talking both like like growing meat and or is it more towards like uh making meat uh substitutes out of sort of I'm guessing the if you said it was a short article it doesn't go into it doesn't details. go in. I I to be fair I actually spent a long time looking for more on start but it's a really difficult thing to google start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get much about food science in it. Oh. Um no it, it didn't it didn't go into much detail but uh I think by the looks of it they're going to be looking at all sorts of yeah answers and possibilities for food sustainability. Mm. But uh so that's interesting. Yeah. But it got me thinking about um food crisis and the food situation we're in today. Um, have either of you noticed the price go up in your local netto and places? I have, but nothing compared to other places in the world. You have people in, in Egypt, Yemen, yeah. uh, Eastern Africa who are really feeling it because mm. for, I've been doing a couple of stories about it for the new media. Yeah. Uh, how the, the rising wheat prices are pushing people over the edge to It's famine. It's crazy, yeah. Uh. So like, yes, I've seen it, But 
it doesn't really matter that much to me. Like I think people here in Denmark, we're we're still gonna be fine. Mm. No, but it, you know, it, so but it, I, I've noticed it. But yeah, I, I I'm not saying it, we're not gonna be fine, but it's it's more of like it's it's day t- you see it in day to day events here in like of course yes uh, like Egypt they they take like 90% of their their um uh cereals from Ukraine or something isn't it so yes yeah exactly. right so yeah. like there and also I was reading I heard that um cereal like um cereals as in like wheat and grains ah, okay, and stuff like okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought you meant like Cheerios Cheerios and such yeah <laughs> yeah 90% of their Cheerios yeah. from Ukraine but um no it was just like the the fact that I the price is like going up in netto I, I'm like, oh wow, this is like seriously global. It's like right here mm. on your doorstep. But of course, yes, the bigger issue is like countries that are actually um they were already struggling with maybe, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I I I, I hadn't no, I haven't noticed that it netto necessarily. Mm. I I'm more read about sort of the, the I love that uh, I've electricity for, forces bill to be and, netto, but <laughs> Yeah. I'm guessing it's fact as well. Fact, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um i think one of the places where you haven't seen it that much uh, uh, yet is little. I don't know why, but the prices there are still okay. Really? Yeah, because it's a German, uh, it's a German chain mm. as fa- uh, Netto and Furtex, and I don't know about the other ones, but at least those two are in the same corporation called yeah. Coop. Yeah. And they said, I think last Sunday or Tuesday. The one before that, that they're going to rise everything. Oh, oh, they actually um, announced. Oh, yeah, I they actually announced it. it. Right, they, okay. Yeah, they announced it, and yeah. then everything took a big jump. Also, yeah. chicken. And milk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Butter. Yeah. Uh yeah. It's crazy. Um but but, but, it, but I feel like it's I feel like it's always sort of every year I feel like, oh there's a slight This was cr- I don't this notice so it, fast though. But I feel like I can I feel like that's a little bit more expensive now. I feel yeah, like I'm I'm sure, but this is like crazy. Now it's getting um, serious now. Tell us what 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 were you uh, when you're saying you're 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 looking or covering some of this um about food crisis what what were you discovering what were you finding out um i think basically it's pretty known by now but mm. but basically how much of a struggle we're going to have in a lot of countries like it's not only egypt but then i figured yeah. out it was also yemen it's also eastern africa western africa mm. uh, it even reaches into kazakhstan and mm-hmm. these kind of places you know mm-hmm. so we're I'm in deep trouble afghanistan is going to mm-hmm. be hard hit as well now yeah. exactly yeah. and right now there's no there's no nothing really being done about it because we're mm. and, and and of course we need to help the ukraine migrants and i'm very happy we we're able to do that in europe mm-hmm. but right now for example in denmark we're taking the money that was supposed to go to help Uh, countries in Africa mm-hmm. and we're using it to host Ukrainian migrants mm-hmm. it's just like pushing around the the, the problems you know mm-hmm. yeah. so okay we help these people but then we're gonna have a lot of famine over there so yeah. what is that gonna cause yeah. migration and that's yeah. something that the current government really doesn't like mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. um, if it's people from the the African continent so oh you're I saying that uh, bringing migrants in from the african continent exactly yeah, like, okay. uh, like for, if you like for, because i was covering the human uh, the human crisis that followed the migrant crisis in the canary islands where there was a lot of people from yeah. senegal yeah. mauritania mali going there yeah uh, because they were saying you know i lost my job because of covid my mm. my parents my sister my brother is super you know mm-hmm. they're very hungry mm-hmm. they're in hunger i need to go somewhere So what is going to happen when so many countries are dependent on wheat? Yeah. They're going to go north, of mm-hmm. course, like we've seen for mm-hmm. the last 
decades, you mm-hmm. know? So I don't know. Yeah. It, it seems it seems like there's no like real solution in place for the, the current situation no. besides besides the Ukrainian um, migrants. Yes. Something yeah. that's really top of top of my mind right now. I don't know. Yeah. I, I heard that um uh Brazil had already um so the the other the, the kind of issue is Russia and Ukraine are um obviously sources of, of food for a lot of countries but also uh, so the idea is like oh you'd have to grow more fruit abroad right another find a new source uh, but um fertilizer is uh, a huge export of Russia as well mm. uh, so people can't get enough fertilizer to grow enough crops to make up for the difference at the moment uh, and i read that um brazil has found a way a loophole of getting past the sanctions so they can still get fertilizer off russia Mm. So it's making it's making like mm. economic and political decisions. Yeah, diff- okay. Foods foods more important than like yeah, standing with Ukraine at the moment for some countries. Which I mean, if it's your own people who are suffering, I mean, you, you, yeah, tough decisions what can are made. You say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the other the other aspect of this that I found interesting was the fact that it's uh, the green and the, the sustainable um, project that they're looking at. That's another thing that I think is going to be possibly put on the back burner. Because of all these issues that we just mentioned, yeah, like sustainability yeah. is probably going to be a bit more. You know, uh, there was a saying: uh, when um, economy knocks on the door, um, environment goes up the chimney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, yeah, I think um, I hope it works. I hope this this collaboration works. But uh, it's it's yeah. I mean, I, I I'm it's stuff like this, but it, it all just seems a bit late. Like, why is this now? Like, why was this not ten years ago? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's so many. Yeah, uh, it's just it's. I fear the race is like lost for this climate change <laughs> thing. Really, <laughs> I heard a radio program, and they were just like, yeah, it's it's. I uh, was it also recently they said this what whatever increase, it's like one and a half increase we're kind of expecting now if we keep. To uh, in gold, temperature? but now it's like two actually. Yeah, it seems more likely. So, and and we're not hitting any of our targets. Mm. I also just heard another uh, sort of fact about the sort of well, the whole recycling plastic. Mm-hmm. Yes, the idea is good, but 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 it's not working. It's not preventing anything really. Mm. So there's also just like ah oh, fuck, man, what do we do? <laughs> it's so it seems. It's hard not to get sort of get, have this defeatist attitude towards this also. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, then when a sad, this tragic thing like Ukraine happens, mm-hmm. of course we want to shift focus and have to pay attention to that. But yes, if it takes all the... Uh, like, what are we... What, it's this short-term thing we're constantly working on, I think. Like, where's the... Oh, now this, now this! And there's never this long-term plan. Long-term thinking, Which yeah, we yeah. fucking need yeah, in yeah. terms of at least... Well, climate and also migrant crises and yeah, sort of yeah. food shortages and like, yeah. oh, yeah. And I feel like sometimes we're just fighting our own human biology in our brain. You know, when, yeah. you, when you look at at the way that we use the social media, when you look at the p- politics, mm. in, like in general, our attention span is super, super short. And <laughs> and I think it's been made shorter. Yeah. But I also think we've always been like this. Like we, we, we can't focus on that many things at the same time. Mm-hmm. So when there's a new crisis, then we're like, oh, this crisis. Mm-hmm. And then we forget, forget about the other things. Yeah. It's a bit like when you're at home, you know, and you're super stressed with your, your, your job and you're working from home and then you have the... 
this thing you need to fix at home and then another thing and then suddenly I'm just like running around trying to fix you know the plants the dishwasher <laughs> and I end up doing nothing and I feel like it's kind of the same yeah that's with a good analogy for the world yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah one Honestly. stressed person running around at home yeah, yeah, yeah. not like trying to do everything but not doing anything really yeah. so yeah. I think maybe we just have to face that we can't focus on many things at the same time and then we make we need to make a better system of, of keeping everything at bay in, mm. in a way because we're not like the media the politicians me myself we're not we're not coded for mm. you know dealing with that many conflicts at the same time we get stressed out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we don't do anything yeah right mm -hmm. i guess maybe I also this long-term planning is it's also it's it very quickly becomes too abstract for us or it's like it becomes someone else's kind of issue like you know oh well who are we saving the climate for our children yeah our children's children yeah, yeah. but and like then like we need i think we need to feel it like really up close for us to really take action yeah and that, i think that's why here in the west like or in europe you know ukraine great cool we can sort of it's a european country yeah. Yeah. we have this kind of oh we can identify with yeah. them and it's sort of might potentially affect us uh, so it's yeah it's top of mind and we're, we're very quick to react yeah but we're uh, yeah yemen like the, I believe that's the biggest humanitarian crisis ever, and they're suffering from so many. Like besides the war, just like mm -hmm. food shortages and everything, right? And that's not top of mind. No one mm -hmm. like yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah relate like, to that maybe. Yeah. yeah, even like you mentioning Afghanistan. Afghanistan was everywhere yeah. until this, and now oh, oh, what? Who? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Um, but 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 they, all eight universities which we're able to name are yeah. going to collaborate, <laughs> which is cool. And I think I think I think Denmark is a really good example of long term thinking. I know it's not in the grand scheme of things long term thinking, but like the fact that like really big initiatives are put in place mm. in Denmark and you see them come to fruition. You see stuff happen. And, and I like the idea of like this, these universities doing this um, and using it as like a template for the rest of Europe. Because if anyone's yeah. going to pull off collaboration, long-term thinking in this sense, I would like to think it's Denmark. So um, let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was, that was a little article I thought maybe we'd just have a little chat about. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amy, as um, Amelie? Emily's good. Yeah, Emily's, Emily, yeah, it's fine. Emily's good? Okay. Mm. Sorry, I'm so sorry for mispronouncing Danish names. It's really... No worries. <laughs> I have the I have the famous E uh in, yeah. in the end, so I, I, just, I, just, I just stay at the I. <laughs> um, what would you like to discuss today? What, what did you bring to the table? I would like to discuss an article that's a part of uh, my my journalist association's a magazine called Journalisten. Mm-hmm. Uh, which wrote an article about a really amazing journalist I really look up to called Jesper Tunnel, mm -hmm. who's uh, working at P1 Orientering, which is a radio pro a program that's a part of the Danish Public Radio, mm -hmm. DR. Um, basically, in 2018, he did a great job in uncovering that um, something called the Tibet flag uh, case mm -hmm. in Danish Tibet saying which is, I'm just going to try to boil it down. Sure. Basically, what happened was that the former president called, and I'm sorry for pronouncing this wrong, <laughs> for any Chinese uh, knowers or, yeah, uh, Hu Jingchao, mm. I think. This is uh, kind of, yeah. He was uh, coming to... I think that was to, better than Owen pronouncing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to work on my Chinese a little bit, but... Uh, He was. He came to Denmark in 2012, um, and at the same time, there was a lot of like political uh, discussions about them going into Tibet, uh, mm. where China sees Tibet as being a part of China. Mm -hmm. Some other people think that they are occupying 
the this uh, this area mm-hmm. called Tibet and brutally uh, what do you say like um, discriminating against the culture the yep. people there right so he came on a state visit to Denmark in 2012 there were uh, some some activists going uh, in front of the parliament different places with flags mm-hmm. Just shortly before he was arriving to different sites around in Copenhagen, for example, the Little Mermaid, mm. you know, the police came and took away the the, the flags mm-hmm. and said you can't be here. And mm. they were trying to cover the flags with a mobile van, like police police cars, oh, okay. and police yeah, vans, yeah. right? So the president wouldn't see it and wouldn't be offended uh. by this, which is something. Uh, you really care about with the China, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? You don't, you know, you Can't don't want to, face. you don't want to have different narratives around, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> around them. You only have one, uh, yeah. right? So yes, but you know, this amazing journalist, he uncovered that it was actually uh, politicians of the Danish Parliament and the Foreign Ministry who told the police to take away the, take away these flags. Yeah. Until 2018, when he uncovered this, uh, it had just kind of been laid into the, the grave uh, to examine it, this further. Then yeah. you have, they have uh, taken it up again. Mm-hmm. And recently, it just showed that, was that it was... They uh, had, they had, there were some emails that they had deleted, but then they later exactly. found some that uh. backup on a server, right? Exactly. Oh. And he got, exactly. And he got into this and yeah. he, he went through it and he found these deleted emails and suddenly it was super shady. Uh. And now they figured out that This was a wrong. What do you say? Um, they weren't allowed to to tell the police to <laughs> yeah. to take out the flags. Basically, yeah. um, I'm just trying to. It's a it's a big case. I'm just trying to make it shorter. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. That's just because it's an it's, infringement it's, uh, on their freedom of speech. Exactly. Exactly. Which is against our Grundlaw, our constitution, isn't it? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You you are welcome to show your your free you know your expressions mm. also in front of a, a state leader from another country mm-hmm. because we are in Denmark. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. not in China, right? Mm-hmm. So that's basically the the bottom line line of it, and it's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, because it's infringing our freedom of of speech. Yeah. Um, and in a world where China is moving forward quickly mm. and and is trying more and more to control what we talk about and what we're allowed to talk about, you have the TikTok, you mm. know, yeah. a platform where there are there has been a lot of cases of people talking about the the different uh, like Tibet as well, mm-hmm. and then their accounts have just been deleted. So they're trying to slowly go from having a, a state system where they are. Um, Stopping people from having freedom of speech to trying to control what we speak about in the the global world. So this yeah. this uh, verdict of of the Tibet flag mm-hmm. case comes at a very interesting time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and right now we're not talking that much about it because now we're focusing on Ukraine, yeah. right? But yeah. bef- just before we were, yeah. you know, China was on the top of mind of everybody mm-hmm. because of the COVID nineteen, uh, and everybody was discussing could the COVID nineteen pandemic have been stopped. Yeah, yeah, If yeah. they had a di- different system, you know, mm. um, yeah, mm. very interesting. What's what's the reaction to the journalists been from the politicians or politicians, the public? public yeah, or yeah. everybody's supporting him, yeah. honestly, because yeah, both the bubbling and and all the journalists, he's mm. just being put on like a what do you say, like um, he's being praised yeah, for okay. his work, also by politicians from both sides. Okay, right. So the politicians are even supporting him. Yes. Okay, that's good. That's good. Were you surprised by the discoveries he made? No. No. <laughs> I think most people weren't. I think everybody was kind of like, 
of course, it's not just the police who made this decision. Of well, course, it comes from higher up, right? Everybody knew it, but everybody was uh, everybody who had anything to do with it. The police, the politicians back then were mm. and uh, saying that it wasn't like that. It was they were uh, rejecting yeah. that they had anything to do with it. Mm. So then it's hard to to do anything about it or actually say that it happened. But now we can say it, and now we can say, okay, we have some degree of of corruption inside of uh, Denmark too. Yeah, like mm. this can actually happen. We have to be aware about that. This can happen in our Uh, safe haven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Denmark, and I think it's just like a, it's just a, a cry out for being aware about our our freedom, and we have to, you know, mm. not just think, oh, everything is fine because we're in Denmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What was up until uh, the the these documents were found and, and he started researching? What was it thought had happened? Was it just that the police were? Acting of their own accord, or what? What? Why did? Why did people think this had happened? That the police were hiding the, the flags. I think everybody knew it from the beginning, honestly. Okay, <laughs> but I think the there media... was a bit. Of, weren't they like they were trying to push it off on like, I don't know the 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 chief police, yeah, two okay. deputy Force. leaders. Yeah, they okay. were trying to say yeah. it was the it was the action of two deputy leaders. Uh, yeah, you uh, know, okay, okay. and that was why the some emails were deleted and and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, they were trying to do this, but it was so, <laughs> you know, it happened in a way that it was it was so clear that it came from high up that it wasn't just the the action of two deputy leaders in the police force. Mm. It was so clear in the way they took, you know, it was so deliberate and it was happening so fast and it was, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, so it was pretty 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 clear that it came from higher. Yeah, yeah, okay. But they just didn't have any documentation yeah, until yeah, yeah, now. No until yeah. Jesper Chunil, he went in and actually uncovered. Wow. Uh, these emails mm. that got deleted, deleted. So, yeah. Yeah. but do we label this under? I don't know. Maybe I don't necessarily know the the, the correct definition of corruption. But like when I think corruption is like some money under the table, you do this or you do me a favor, blah blah blah, something like that. To me, this is like a the the foreign ministry know that they have to deal with uh, China and their government, and they're you know interested in making trade deals and sort of uh, yeah export mm. and import and all of this. Yeah, you, you can Denmark and China have quite a strong um, uh, relationship, right, with regards to import export. They do. Yeah, they do. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, but I think. It's not as good as it was before the COVID okay. nineteen yeah, yeah. situation, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you have now the prime minister in Netflix and going out and criticizing Xi Jinping mm-hmm. uh, in different matters for not reacting quick enough to the COVID nineteen mm. uh, spread in in Beijing and in in Wuhan and so yeah, forth. Yeah. Um, she's also cr- criticizing a lot of other things going on in China. That's a bit that's a bit new mm. <laughs> compared mm. to former prime ministers. Mm-hmm. Um, Hmm. I think it's it's as far as I've been able to read from other commentators, it's also because she wants to show that she's near to America, and America has been really going strong on China. Yeah, okay. You yeah, know, yeah, with yeah. Donald Trump and also Joe Biden, so yeah, yeah. she wants to like kind of What uh, team show. Are you with? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm on this team by yeah. criticizing Xi Jinping yeah. and his leading forum a bit more, also in in regards to Hong Kong, mm. uh, the Hong Kong annexation. Mm-hmm. So. Um, The relationships are the relation is not as good as it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think it's so. This happens all the time. I imagine, like in in many countries, that we 
in order to secure some kind of trade agreement or something, some rules, some laws are sort of uh, yeah neglected or sort of mm. <laughs> pushed to the side to make this happen. I think that's that's just the world we live in. Uh, but it's it's great that some journalists get access to sort of actually uncovering this because I feel like so often that question is posed that there's something. Uh, this maybe looks a little fishy, but we never get to the 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 crux of it. Actually, what happened? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, amazing that that has because we've also followed this a f- yeah, couple of times. Like yeah, we talked the, about it a few yeah, times. Twice we've had this on. Yeah. Um, so I was actually going to bring this story because I was like, oh, finally something uh, sort of a, con- a conclusion almost. So yeah. um, amazing that you brought this story as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like the idea that you, you the way you, you phrase it saying, um, I can't remember the, the word you use, but uh, the idea that just because we live in Denmark, it's not perfect. Like the, like the, yeah. the, the politicians here are fallible as well. I think just like without even putting into context of China and, and, you know, foreign affairs and everything, just the idea of like, people looking at Denmark and seeing politicians being like, oh, actually, I don't, they're not squeaky clean. No. Now, of course, there's some politicians in Denmark who are questionable just because of their politics. But the, you always have this idea of like trusting mm. Denmark from an external point of view, from an Irish person looking in. I'm saying like, oh, I've, I always think they're probably making the right choice or being at least being honest about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but uh, maybe not. Not. Probably not. Probably not. They're human. I mean, yeah, and I think that's a that's that that bit is important to say also. Like, I yeah. think so much of what eventually becomes like a, a conspiracy theory of something. Yeah, it's also just like politicians are just humans. They make mistakes, Making or they have, yeah. you know, personal ambitions that maybe take over or an ego. Sometimes it, yeah. it's not some like grand plan. But I sometimes it <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the actual the, the Danish government are like against t- Tibet and uh, want to see the destruction of the Tibetan government and uh, no no but yeah yeah <laughs> they felt under pressure and they had to yeah. fucking make a decision about well okay not, we need to sell some stuff to China yeah, like we have the, a lot of pig going to China yeah uh, as yeah. far as I know like we we do not recognize the, the exiled Tibetan government yeah, uh, yeah. his holiness yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely it's just a, it's just a way to protect interests as yeah. I see it. Mm. But it's also going against our law. Yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> and the yes. way, yeah. you know, and then it's, it's there is a conflict of interest there, right? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And as a journalist, I will always say that our freedom of speech is the most important. Yeah. Yeah. No matter if we lose those money or not, probably we would work together with India instead. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't know now, but because uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. hit that and made a great relationship with, with China. Um, mm-hmm. So... Tell us a little about the your, the magazine you're working with, the new magazine you're working with at the moment. Sure, I'm I'm super interested. I'm super psyched. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's a it's a it's a great initiative that is uh, from my my um, somebody called the journalistic bureau of Tank, uh, which is not that known. It's three guys who have been traveling around the world freelancing, but now they applied for some money from the foreign ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got two million kroner. I, I have to be honest about that. But the foreign <laughs> ministry ministry is not... Corruption! What's going on? <laughs> Corruption! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but they're not... They're not. Uh, they're not dictating everything. We have we have total liberty of, of writing or criticizing them as well. It's just mm. basically okay. to get us started. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, we work together with a, a, an NGO... Mm-hmm. Called Plant International, who have um, educated, I think, 200 mobile journalists mm-hmm. in 47 countries in the global south, mm-hmm. and we are going to work together with those mobile journalists in creating content 
creating stories about the global th- south, mm. right? Amazing. Can you explain what a, a mobile journalist is? Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, like I'm a video journalist, they're mobile journalists. It doesn't sound like a big, <laughs> has a big uh, difference, but I'm educated. I've, I've had, had a bachelor and a master. Mm. A mobile journalist can be a 15-year-old uh, girl from Sudan mm-hmm. who has a mobile okay. and she is filming her own stories. Yeah. Um, and that's basically the idea behind it, that we want to not only... Like, I'm not going to dictate everything, I'm going to help her mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can actually get a, a nice story mm-hmm. right out of it. But she's a part of planning the interview questions, she's a part of finding the sources, she's a part of uh, developing ideas for stories, deciding the angle, everything. Uh, so it's a very... <laughs> it's a bit of a long process mm-hmm. sometimes, and a lot of WhatsApp mes- messages and mm-hmm. a lot of uh, misunderstandings. Mm. But the idea... I love it. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it goes against this whole... The way the, the international and the, the national media work at the moment, when we write about the global south, right? Then you you have some some experts who have... <laughs> maybe they went and lived there for two years, mm-hmm. and now they're back in, in the, at the university mm-hmm. in Denmark and know a lot of stuff and a lot of theory. And then you have a Danish journalist who wants to have a... An angle that fits with the that, that shows some kind of urgency or mm-hmm. identification. Then you have the the Danish angle, which mm-hmm. is very famous. Like we we cover Ukraine, then we get a Danish person who's in Ukraine or a mm-hmm. Danish journalist who's yeah. in Ukraine. Yeah. And the idea is that that's the way we will make people care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We try to go against that and say maybe we can make people care by telling real authentic stories from their side you know really bring the global south the voices of the global south into the media yeah and we hope it's gonna succeed absolutely (laughs) don't know yet because we're gonna gonna air in mid-may maybe june yeah so there's still a bit of work but even the even the idea of like um facilitating and get, uh, helping people like learn the skills and giving them the tools to tell a story and Mm -hmm. and uh, look at their situations critically and and giving them the power to to have a voice like that is it it's brilliant. It's really cool. Yeah. What did you say? It was called Plane that that started. Oh no, who started this? Or sort of uh, helping. To... It was uh, the journalist bureau Tank or Tank 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 in Danish. Yeah, okay. uh, which is not known. Okay. Oh, and they were the one who's kind of came up with this. I mean, idea about empowering these mobile journalists, kind of. Or they did in a... collaboration with the NGO Plan International. Plan International. Plan Sorry. International. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did they start? Sorry, I'm uh, just. I, i seem to recall this was part of sort of wasn't oh, the first time I heard about this. Where was this? was this in Palestina or something like like some yeah. Yeah, they have been uh, the mobile journalists have also been working together with other Danish news outlets like Politiken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they uh, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they have been kind of engaged with different media, trialing it a bit out. But we're gonna work more intensely with them. Okay. And on, over a longer time, so yeah. it's not gonna be like a, uh, if there is a important news story in Kampala in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we're gonna facilitate this one journalist this one time. Mm. We we want to bring them in on the story. Yeah. Yeah. Where I think they have been engaged in another way. Yeah. Okay, it's a bit okay. more on the. Yeah, it has been been a bit more depending on the news cycle. Mm. Yeah. 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 I I, f- I find find it funny that when you're saying like the Danish angle, like and now we we cut to a Dane who's there. Uh, when I lived in Australia, yes, I lived in Australia. I've said it once or twice on the podcast. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, when I lived in Australia, it was funny watching the news and it'd be like. Um, 
the EU uh, has a new policy on such and such. And then the next bit, like, here's what it means for Australia. And it's like, nothing. It means nothing for Australia. <laughs> Guys, you're not involved. Please don't, like, every single story is like, and here's what it means for Australia. And we've got our specialists to tell us what it's going to do for you. Like, mm. like, stop making it about you. It's just happening. You don't have to. But Australia is very much, like, on the other side of the world, and it feels it yeah. quite a lot. It's But a, I'm, I'm guessing that's kind of the, the the approach that media has had for a long time. Absolutely, like, and maybe yeah, yeah. there's a bit of a sort of reckoning now with that approach to it, and they, like, with the, you know, internet and everybody being sort of content creators and mm. sort of like those are the stories we now seek maybe more the personal stories mm. the people from the ground not necessarily by a journalist mm. but like someone who can tell a story or yeah. yeah like i definitely think that it's going that way so so they need to catch up with that also yeah mm. and having an yeah having an understanding like hearing what's happening from the person who's there yeah and having the perspective of somebody who lives in that culture or experiencing that thing yeah You know, instead of like, oh, well, I like you said, like I studied six years in university, so I, I clearly know more than the person living there. You know, mm. it's it might help bring trust back to some of the main, like the big media corporations, yeah, yeah. also. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, very cool. Speaking of trust, oh yeah, I'm trying to find <laughs> that, a good that, segue. Is that a segue there? Okay, right. <laughs> I'm trying to find a good segue. Okay. Uh, I guess trust is a little bit. Um, so, uh, speaking of the, the 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 crisis and the war in Ukraine, uh, mm. I think it has uh, brought the uh, to the attention uh, to the Danish government that sort of this might eventually, at some point, you know, affect us not only through the refugee crisis or the immigration, but also what if this war escalates and becomes a sort of yeah, it becomes a war in Denmark or world, world, say it, world, world war, three. world, world yeah. war three, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I read an article on DR about a, a, a new survey, um, and then the survey shows that the, the emergency services are not geared to war on Danish soil, uh, and we're not because it has uh, not been a scenario uh, that one should look into for many years, according to Jarl Van Hensen, who is the chairman for the Danish uh, emergency services. And this uh, article especially kind of focuses on the bomb shelters. Um, mm. Yes. You live here in Copenhagen, you might have seen one or two. Uh, there's a couple in Ørstedsparken, uh, Nørrebroparken, like there's uh, out in Christiania, there's, yeah. there's, there's a bunch. Uh, but, um, yeah, so so kind of just after, two weeks after the Russian tanks drove into Ukraine, the Danish Emergency Agency and the Ministry of Defense called uh, on the municipalities to make uh, a new overview of their shelters. Uh, the last one, Uh, is 20 years old. So they haven't looked okay. at these bomb shelters for 20 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, um, the responsibilities for shelters is uh, distributed uh, in, a, in such a way that the Danish emergency uh, management, they cannot sort of put demands to the municipality. So they can't tell you, uh, the municipality, oh, you have to have uh, a certain amount of uh, bomb shelters. Really? Or, yeah. So it's kind of up to the municipalities. And to maintain them and such? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. No, mm, no. It seems a bit... Uh, backwards. Yeah. Backwards. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so this survey uh, kind of shows that... Um, well, actually, that they that, that it's very hard for them to to have a get an overview of this. Um, but um, it's what they found out is that uh, many of these shelters are either been closed down or they're being used for laundry rooms or wine cellars, uh, rehearsals of rooms, uh, yeah. and a lot of other rooms are just uh, underwater or uh, yeah damaged by fungi. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's gonna take up to months, potentially years, to get them ready. 
Okay. So we're not ready. <laughs> it's kind of. It's what it's saying. It's what it's saying. Yeah. Right. Um, just to bring it a little bit home to Copenhagen. So uh, they uh, the, the shelters here in Copenhagen. There's room for 62.9% uh, of our of the citizens. Uh, so uh, there's there's a couple of people who like to sit out. Uh, we and have... the rest goes down in the the metro. Yeah, they just go that? to the yeah, metro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna hide in the metro. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was also actually up until 2003 there was a legal requirement that the rooms could be sort of be used uh, within 24 hours. But then that's about 20 years ago. Also. Oh, so 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 within like. It... So that would used um, to be an the emergency is yeah. like is given and then like within 24 hours they're up and ready you can use those yeah yeah i gotta say that is actually slightly unnerving because i uh, cycling into town i pass eight bunkers yeah right i mean and i i have in the little back of my head i've always been like it's handy having those there yeah. <laughs> that that might come in handy someday yeah and that's kind of unnerving to be like nope no they won't <laughs> <laughs> gonna go in there. There's gonna be laundry yeah. or uh, water or yeah. somebody stringing some bass. There's uh. what? What's the um and you Norba parking just up the road from us here? Yeah, yeah. If you cycle from Red Square to here, mm-hmm. you pass a couple. You know, there's a big um like sheltered part. It's just like a big um like kind of um uh, exercise area. It's like just concrete and there's yeah. a bunker just next to it. Yeah. It's always open. Yeah, yeah. That's a, mm. uh, I'm pretty sure that's a sort of a rehearsal room. Is that what it is? Because yeah. every single time I pass it, it's yeah. always open, that bunker. Yeah. It's a rehearsal room. Yeah. Well, make room for me. If <laughs> if, if the alarms go off, I'm going to buy a guitar. <laughs> uh, last episode's guest, Nico, he uh, was a close friend of mine. He used to, he, I don't know how he got this, but he lived in a bomb shelter for like two years or something. What? Yeah. A Danish one? Yeah. They're, I've been in them. They're pretty small. Like they're like you got to crouch a lot of time, right? Yeah, I, I didn't say it was great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you know, you don't you don't get disturbed by neighbors or anything. You yeah. can play the music as loud as you want. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um anyway, uh so so yeah. You, so you we're not like you have a question. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking like how how does that take place? Like do you rent it for do you go down in the municipality and then you're like, "Hey, uh, can I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he asked or if he just kind of found one. It was like i don't think anyone is using this. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll have to ask. It happened from time to time. Like I remember at the University of Southern Denmark in Odense, yeah. there were multiple people living just down in the basement. You know, they were just like, oh, "Fuck yeah. this uh, rent uh, stuff." Really? I'm just gonna. Yeah, yeah. There's showers. There's a cafe. I got everything. <laughs> so they just just stay there. Wow. <laughs> and there was it was such a big system. So you know, there were some places people never they never went there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, I met two two guys like very late at night when I was mm. working on my uh, my thesis for yeah. the bachelor. Um, Just in the bathroom brushing yeah. their teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> oh, interesting. So I think people. I think you have some things. People who do this. You also have the Kulnihehus. Yeah, mm, you yeah, know, you're yeah. not you're not allowed to live there, but people just do it anyways because, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Summer houses. Some of them are only like Summer six houses. months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, it's like a small, uh, small way to demonstrate against the the capitalist yeah. system mm-hmm. in a yeah, way. Yeah. There was also some I remember that was under kind of close to um, between I think between Hulbengorn and Nørport the S train that runs there. There are also kind of underground area there. I think it was like two guys who lived there for <laughs> a long time also and sort of really just made a lovely. Like lovely, it's still <laughs> under yeah. a train, some train tracks. Yeah. Uh, kind of a lovely space for themselves, oh. and I think there were artists also. So they painted and some. That's years and years ago, so I yeah. can't remember exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was like reading that. I was like, hmm, maybe I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so so uh, it's kind of up for debate now. They're kind of some some people are saying, well, we, we need to get on this because uh, mm. you know if, if a war comes knocking, uh, we're not prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, other people are saying, well, you know. What are the chances <laughs> that war is coming? Well, uh, I mean, say that two years ago about Europe. I mean... Yes. Uh, and with this article, there was another uh, survey made for... Uh, it was a sort of a, a Vox poll, kind of... Uh, I think around 1,500 people were asked about, well, are you afraid of... Like, are you fearful of, of, of a World War Three kind of scenario happening? Yeah. And uh, the majority, 37%, uh, said yes, they were. Okay. So I ask you... Does this has this is this creeping up on you? Has this have you had these thoughts? Uh, I don't know if I've thought it's going to come here. I don't. I don't think I've had a fear of oh this might happen here. Mm. But I have felt when I when I hear things about Kiev and uh, Kiev and then cities close by and with the atrocities that they're finding, I imagine what it's like to be in Copenhagen and then hearing things from Roskilde and being like. Yeah. Imagining yeah, things okay. being that close, yeah, yeah and you yeah. like being close, you know. Um, but I don't think, I don't think I've thought, oh, it's it's coming here. No, no, no. I would also say that's not my, it's not the state. No, uh, I'm not there yet either because yeah. because right now what Russia is doing, they're taking back what they think is rightfully theirs, yeah. which is not Denmark. Yeah, yeah. they don't have. The, it doesn't make sense to I mean, maybe Bonholm at some point. Who knows? But, um, unless if we get more NATO troops, of course, then we can be a target. Like we were in yeah, the. Yeah. Uh, there's come some out some documents from that in in '89 or something like this. Russia were planning to bomb Denmark to pieces with it, like what atomic bombs. You haven't heard what? about this? No, no, I've never heard about no? this. No, no. What? Okay, okay. I read I read it four days ago, I guess, in Politiken, oh. Oh, where wow. there's come out some documents. I don't know who leaked them. Uh-huh. Okay. I think it could be a part of you know. Right in a moment, we're gonna we're gonna go to the how do you say we're gonna vote mm-hmm. about if Denmark is gonna have a closer connection to to EU with uh-huh. the. Yeah. The defense. Yes. Right. So I don't know. It's, it's a very funny timing <laughs> that ah. this is getting leaked right now. Mm. But but it's like that's, so far the journalists, yeah. the journalistic media here has been saying that it's pretty. They seem pretty legit that they were planning in '89 to bomb Denmark like crazy with around 200 like smaller atomic bombs. What? But never happened. Then you know there was the the fall of the the Berlin Wall and da da da. And then the Danish government they just kind of decided <laughs> oh. There's a uh, that's not that's never gonna be war again, and then we start. Eighty nine. Russia was thinking about bombing Denmark in eighty nine. Yeah, eighty nine. But we didn't know until so, oh, did we? Why would what? <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. I've never heard about this. Oh my no? god. No. no. It just blew all your heads like totally. It's completely. Okay. I did crazy. not. Know, I did not see that one. Wow. No. That's... Nope. Uh-huh. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that's that's another article to discuss. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that must be for next week. Or yeah. Next yeah, week. we're going to have to delve, a little, little delve into that one. But it's still very funny because what happened back then was like the politicians just sat down and they were like, that's never going to be war again in uh, in Europe. That's uh, so Danish done. attitude also. Uh, we can use this money for better purposes, like yeah, the yeah. green transition or economy. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and so they did. So, so right now this it's like... That's why they're taking those money from from Africa because they're like, oh, those money like we we can't put them back into the defense. Mm. <laughs> we, we need to take them from like something else with migration in the night. Yeah, uh, yeah. put it in. 
Yeah. <laughs> I would say we should definitely fix those bunkers up because we're talking about like oh World War Three because of Russia now, but this could just start the destabilization of security as we know it in modern times. So maybe not this decade, maybe not this century, mm. but things could get a little hairy up up north again. So I'd say just have a couple of bunkers. That's <laughs> just, my, just a couple. Just a couple of bunkers. Yeah. I mean, if could you can be have nice, them. No? Yeah, yeah, right? It could be nice. It could yeah. be nice. <laughs> Although I don't think it's going to happen, but it could be nice. Yeah. <laughs> just to be sure. Rather safe than sorry, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, right. Well, so, uh, yeah. Some 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 interesting stories. I think we think we covered quite a lot there. Yeah, that that blew my mind. Yeah, that last bit. So wait, hold on. Back last thing. Got, yeah. I'm just I'm just I'm just because you didn't hear about it. I'm yeah, like, yeah, did, yeah. I under, did I miss an estate? <laughs> you know, like am I? I'm you know. But it's it's true. Did I dream? It's true. It's in a badling. Uh, why why was it five days ago? Uh, why were they targeting Denmark? Uh, I I'm not sure honestly. That's I think so it's, strange. Uh, 131 atom bombs. <laughs> They but the planning. small one, Owen. The small, small one. the little ones. <laughs> the little bomb. And it's some documents from Poland. Wow. Sure, wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Oh, wowzy. Yeah. I think it was because we were we were cooperating with uh, with uh, NATO, basically. Okay. Jesus. Well, why us then? Like other people <laughs> surely cooperating with NATO. Mm-hmm. Going like like. I know easy target. Straits going like connections oh, to the yeah. Atlantic and stuff. Yeah, maybe yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think we were also having some different military equipment stored in yeah. Denmark, so they wanted to uh, specifically yeah, bomb those yeah. places. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The same in Germany, in yeah. Western Germany, they also had some some you know, a lot of military equipment around. Mm. Uh, I, yeah. I was listening to um, an interview today. Um, they were interviewing a a, a ex. Um, foreign minister from Poland and mm-hmm. the the interviewee asked um, is Poland giving Ukraine any weapons and he's like yes I, we're doing this and this and blah 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 uh, and then he was like I can't say specifically what's going on because if I give them information they might target that area and then like Yeah. It. So it, it's just like even just in radio interviews, they're like, I'm, I'm, I know that we're doing certain things, and I know they've got this thing, mm-hmm. but I can't say any. It's it's quite mm. uh, important. I don't say where. So yeah. yeah, it's just crazy. Just like, and that was on Irish radio. You're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> mad. No, but that makes a lot of sense because mm. like this morning, I heard uh, I heard a pit morning pit morning morning in the in the radio. Yeah, uh, it's a really nice radio program in, in Danish. Mm. <laughs> yep. Uh, what they were talking about that is a big problem right now in Ukraine that there's a lot of foreign uh, foreign um, what do you say like um, foreign people who have gone there to fight for the Ukrainian yes, war yeah, because yeah. they also want to document themselves <laughs> in Ukraine fighting uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. actually giving away a lot of information yeah, to, yeah. The, to the Russian uh, army yeah, yeah, yeah. there's also been some uh, some stories about like uh, uh, British people calling from their British phones and then the Russians have picked up that signal yeah. and they're like oh there's where the Ukrainian army is and yeah. then yeah. <laughs> so it's actually kind of it's not working out that well with no. the foreign wars no no there was yeah. an, an the article time. I think we had it on the show also with a Dane who'd gone there I know as he went back because he wasn't put into action in any sense, really. But he, they had been told at this base or whatever hiding spot they were like, you cannot use your phones. Yeah. But people were just willy nilly sort of, ah, Ukraine, yeah. like yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah. holiday. Video. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. 
Oh, it's man. crazy times. Flight eh? mode. Just put it on flight yeah, mode. Just, I mean. Jesus Christ. Man. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Cool. That was that was a nice, um, excuse the pun, bombshell to end the the, 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 mm-hmm. the, story, the show on. But it's not over yet. Um, because at the start of the show, I said we had some... Um, Big, big news! But before we get into that, um, let's let's announce the winner of last week's competition. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I need you to uh, pick a number between one and four because we had four correct answers for our competition. One and four. This is a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go for three. It's a magic number. That three is the magic is number. The magic yeah, number. that's a magic number. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that means that uh, this week's uh, winner of our competition with the correct answer, Improv Comedy Copenhagen, the Improv Comedy Theater. I know that place. Oh. <laughs> and uh, the winner is uh, the uh, lovely lady. Um, on Instagram, she's called Sebrowska, uh, but uh, I know her as uh, Polly. So uh, big congratulations to you. You win two free tickets to an improv comedy show. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Well done. Yes, yes. Congratulations to... Uh, Polly. Polly. Uh, so, like I said, we have a new competition this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a big one. It's a biggie. It's a really big one. It's the biggest giveaway we've ever had. Uh, if you want to do something really fun on the dates of the 5th and 6th of August, you need to be free to do... Uh, to be on uh, in Denmark on the 5th and 6th, because this is a, this is a big, big event. Yeah. Fifth and the sixth of, of August. 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 Yes. You're gonna you're gonna wanna get into this competition because there's a new festival in town. <gasps> What? Yeah, I'm pretty much giving it away. <laughs> there's a new festival in town. It's gonna have music. It's gonna have great food. It's gonna have great beverages. Oh. And we got two tickets for it. We got two tickets. We got two tickets for a new festival. That's exciting. All right. All you have to can do. I, can I be in this competition? <laughs> no, you can't, sir, because you know the answer. That sucks. Uh, actually, I don't care. Everybody <laughs> should know the answer. Uh, all you have to do is we're going to put up some photos on our Instagram and our Facebook, and you have to tag. This is a little bit different. You have to tag the place it is. Mm-hmm. So wherever we're tagging, putting up, you have to tag that and tag a friend you'd like to bring with you. Ooh. Okay, so tag the place and mention a friend. All right. This is going to be a big one. This is going to be a very, very, very big event. Okay. Couple of hints. If I was to say, if I was to say, a uh, 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 one horse town, this would be a two beer city. Oh. If you know what I mean. I see what you. You see there. what you see what I mean. I see where you went. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, it's, it's going to be amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to we're going to let because this is going to be such a big giveaway. We're going to let this run for two episodes. So you get a lot of you got not just next week but the week after we're going to l- let it ride get so on there get four weeks get four weeks yes. so like, tell your friends because there's a really good it all you ha- it's a it's a draw all you have to do is enter and we'll pick a name mm-hmm. in four weeks time sixth of May I believe is when we're going to uh, announce it something like that and you're going to get two tickets to a festival that's pretty cool that's pretty amazing so all you got to do is get onto our Instagram and our Facebook page check out the photos tag the location and tag a friend you want to bring along if you like music if you love beer beer and you want to have some fun and food as well get involved in this festival we're super excited to be partnering up with this group um yes. it, it's um like too old to be honest too old city to be honest what i didn't give a hint you <laughs> too old city to be honest this is the biggest thing we've ever given away yep. and I'm excited for it. Yep. So we got four weeks, 
get on there, tag your friend, tag the place, and we will announce where it is, what it is, and who won in two episodes' time. Yes. Uh, and 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 Marius, do you have any hot tips for us? I do, I do, I do. Uh, we have we have one big one, but uh, but before we get into that, yes. uh, I want to uh, give a shout out to a, a, a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, a, a fellow uh, Irish uh, uh, gentleman. Hello, uh, Sean Needham. Ah, yes, Sean. Yeah. Yes, uh, he uh, he is playing uh, together with uh, Sean Needham and the the Red Lake Band uh, is playing at the drop in on uh, the April 19th at 8 p.m. And uh, well, Sean, uh, it, it, the music they play is kind of upbeat, folky rock. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Sean has been described as a mix between Van Morrison mm-hmm. meets the Boss Bruce Springsteen. Wow, oh, that's big. Uh, big words. That's big, big, big words. <laughs> yes. right. uh, some big some pants, Sean. Have big to fill boots. Out. Yeah, big boots. Yeah, boots. Big yeah, pants. Big pants. <laughs> I mean, it's so a big hat, Sean. Big words, tight pants. No, when it's Bruce Spring. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Some tight pants, <laughs> but some really big shoes also. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, that's on April the 19th at Dropin, and uh, there's also an open mic. Uh, so uh, if you want to go perform after Sean, yeah. Um, You can. Cool. Well, I mean, if, if I it's, mean, I if it's spring, spring, if it's the boss and yeah. uh, Van Marzen, I wouldn't have. To, I don't want to follow that. that. I don't yeah. want to follow that. I mean, <laughs> yes. yeah. Cool. And at uh, 8 p.m. April 19th. So nice. Check out Sean. Now we also have uh, a, a first for, yeah. for the sixth show. Yeah. And uh, we're very, very excited about this. We've been talking about this for for years. Yeah. Years. Yes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we are announcing our first live uh, CIC podcast recording. Yes. Event with an audience. With an audience. Yeah. So you, our dear listener, if you uh, if you want to put a face on us and uh, come meet uh, some some fellow listeners of Copenhagen, Copenhagen, mm-hmm. and uh, be part of a of a of a live recording of the podcast, well, so you can. Um, we have um, yeah, we're collaborating together with uh, Deport, mm-hmm. which is uh, sort of running a. A community radio uh, a venue and cafe at uh, Charlotte Omonsen's Place um, mm-hmm. on Vesterbro, uh, side street to Nettensenskade, and, and they're powered by uh, local beer from Brøl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which they is have, super good. Which is super good, mm. yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a super great venue, and uh, we will bring some uh, exciting guests. Yeah, and we'll announce them uh, shortly mm-hmm. on the on the socials. And uh, yeah, it's from six thirty to eight. Um, on the 20th of April. Yes, come on down. Uh, we're going to have fun chats. Uh, we're going to have question time. If you want to ask the guests questions, yes. if you want to ask us questions, we're going to have like full open debates and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really cool. Um, like we have the, you have no idea, we've talked about this for a long time and it's really nice to have a venue and a, yes. a group that we can collaborate and do this with. Yeah, so um, massive thanks to Deport for yeah. uh, collaborating with us. And uh, did I say it's free? Uh, you did now. I did yeah. know. Uh, Depot, really cool. They do have some amazing DJs uh, yep. playing there all the time. Their, uh... They do really cool things like um, really cool dinner nights and like, art nights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This is a really cool space and, yeah. and we're happy to be involved. Yeah, Check out depotcbh.dk. Uh, yeah. Um, we'll have some more information about that on our uh, Facebook page and Instagram and stuff. Uh, again, check out the, the competition, the photos and just... Quick FYI, if you're if you don't have to be in Copenhagen to win, to win this competition, you can oh, be no. in Aalborg, you can be in Aarhus, you can be in Horsens. You're going to want to 
mm-hmm. get to where we're going with this. Yeah. It's really cool. People uh, in Smurm Nil, it's yeah. your chance. It's yeah. your chance. Bingo. Bingo. Uh I think uh, I think that's a I think that's a show. I think what a great show we've had. That was a doozy. Thank yeah. you so much for being uh, on the podcast, Emilia. Thank you for having me. It was super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Oh, I like that. Honestly. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Like, I'm not even I'm lying. Not I would have. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, okay, cool. We will be back in two weeks' time with a live show. We will be recording. Uh, so we're recording on the Wednesday, and the episode's going to come out on the Friday, so you'll mm-hmm. be able to hear it. So come on down on the Wednesday for for that on the 20th. Yes. Um, uh, and uh, well, until then. Stay. Coping.